0: This is the Uncover You podcast, and I'm Eva Beronius. I'm here to help you navigate your transformational journey so you can experience the you underneath the conditioning and unconscious beliefs. you always find the show notes over at selfmasteryandbeyond.com. Let's get to the core of things. Here's today's episode. I wonder if you have noticed that... As you keep doing this self-mastery or other self-awareness work, and you're cutting through and learning about some of the belief structures that you have in there, and you're kind of putting your hunter-stalker hat on, and you're inventorying, looking at what patterns are showing up, and looking at what's underneath them. And as you do, you'll, you know, get better and better, at doing that, but there are also some structures or some reactions that keep pulling you in again and again and again. And often what happens or or one of the states, one of those states that seems to pull us back in again and again and again is the one of overwhelm, of feeling overwhelmed, feeling stressed out, feeling like we're not keeping up, feeling like we should do more, feeling like we can't process like everything that's going on inside of us. So today I'd like to talk about that state of overwhelm and looking at it a little more closely because we tend to run past it or avoid it or try to get out of it, you know, as fast as we can. And we don't take that opportunity to sit down, slow down and look at what's there. So in today's episode, I want to talk about what it is that's often causing overwhelm and how you could look at that. And also three steps that kind of needs to happen or that that is very helpful to do before you even go in and try to look at the beliefs and everything that's caused the overwhelm to begin with. Because if you skip those three steps, it's easy to try and solve or understand the situation from a state of overwhelm or from a reaction to the overwhelm. And from there, you won't get very far or very deep into it. So that's what I want to talk about today and hopefully give you some very practical nuggets that you can go look at for yourself. So let's start with defining overwhelm or at least give it a definition the way I'm talking about it right now. And I would say that overwhelm is a state of us getting more impressions that we then we can process maybe we don't have time right now to process it maybe we don't have the capacity to process it maybe it triggers our trauma response in us so that you know that we're bypassing the whole processing uh function in the brain and we're just reacting to it so you could say it's it's kind of like i have this you know juicer juicer, juicing machine, that when I put too many apples and cucumbers and stuff in it at the same time, after a while, it just clogs up. It's like I've I've been feeding it too much data, (laughs) too much information, and it doesn't have the capacity to process all of it at the same time. So it's like, okay, slow down. This machine isn't built for this speed or this amount of input. But and of course, in, in our real life, not talking about juicing machines here and apples and 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 cucumbers. But there are events that are kind of like too much to handle for our system, like traumatic events, you know, war zones or things happening, accidents, whatever it is, near death experience, things where we fear for our safety, where where there's a reason that our brain switches over to a survival mode and in survival mode it's not about processing information that's not what it's doing so our body and our brain is taking care of us in that way and there's a reason that this function is there I mean it's 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 gotten us pretty far huh we've um, we've lived a while as a human race so it's it's taking care of our survival in that sense but there are also other situations like when we're trying to process too much information you know we're we're sitting by that chessboard or looking at professionals playing chess and we're like i can't even imagine how they can keep these 10 15 potential uh, next moves with all the different consequences that are kind of branching out from each move. its like this high capacity and of course a practice in processing that type of data. So for some of it is, for some of us, it's also the amount of data that we're receiving or trying to take in. And especially if the, that data is hitting kind of new neural pathways, it's, it's, it can become overwhelming. So those are some things, you know, that are going on out there that would put us into overwhelm where we're like, ah, processing is not working right now. But often in our society, in our life, you know, because there's there's not those daily life-threatening situations often, at least not in my part of the world, and probably not in your part of the world, if you have the luxury and the, the ability to listen to this podcast. There are parts of the world where, yeah, people are still fighting for their survival and making it through a day in a violent surrounding. But talking about our experience, now we're, we're kind of out of survival Often what happens is that we are very good at creating that state of overwhelm ourselves inside of us. So that we're late for a job meeting in itself is not that kind of big, life-threatening, traumatic event happening. But it's, of course, what's going on inside of you, how you're reacting to that event What the program of your mind has decided is the meaning of that happening and the potential consequences. So using a belief you know from the past something that's been ingrained into the unconscious and now projecting it onto the future and saying well this will happen and what about this and this and this and what will people think about me. So That state of overwhelm is much more often produced inside of us from our internal dialogue. Take, for example, the idea of going to a big dinner party or something, and maybe you're excited about the idea like, yes, that's going to be cool, hang out with these people and get to know new people, have some good conversations, some good food, and that event in itself i mean there's nothing life threatening about it there's nothing overwhelming uh in itself but maybe and especially if you're a little bit introverted as the closer you come to this date when this is going to happen when the dinner party is happening you might notice an internal dialogue of um like you know Who's going to be there? Am I really going to have fun? Um, what would other people think of me? Um, maybe they are more successful than I. Will they judge me? Will I have anything interesting to say? What if no one wants to talk to me? Um, what am I going to wear? What if, you know, all these things. So what if I'm not being comfortable? And after a while, with this internal dialogue... And often the internal dialogue is also asking these questions. What if, what if, what if? And our unconscious minds will try to answer those questions, even if it doesn't happen up in our conscious mind. So now it's like you've given your brain a bunch of information to process. Like, ah, what if, what if, what if, what if? All these scenarios. And now it's like you have to come up with solutions to them. So you're trying to solve problems that you don't even know if they are there. Can you see how that could create overwhelm? And I know that you're, you are already probably aware of this. You've probably seen this, felt this happen inside of you. It's like, here's the situation itself. And here's the internal dialogue that is causing a bunch of reactions inside of me and are infusing a bunch of emotions now that are going on and i'm just using a lot of power a lot of energy to to just think about this this event that hasn't even happened yet so a place where a lot of people talk about overwhelm is of course of like that that with news, with social media, it happens in our, on our community platform too. I have people reaching out to me and saying, Hey, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how you can keep up <laughs> with all the information, reading everything that's on there. And it's easy to just get pulled into it. And I'm just reading things and not really doing the practice. So, I mean, informations, opinions, text video snippets images all of this like we have such an abundance of that around us you know it's 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 like everywhere so for a moment look at your own relationship with that look at a place where you might get Overwhelmed, whether it's reading social media, reading the news, reading the comment threads on Reddit, you know, whatever it is that you get get pulled into, and maybe start having a reaction or feeling it's too much or I'm not getting anything done. And yeah, feeling overwhelmed from that situation. And I want you to look at it from like we're going to slice this up, we're going to divide it up. So maybe even have a piece of paper or otherwise you have to imagine this. So, so you have the news, you have the news feed, you have the social media, you have whatever is there for this, this channel of opinions, of thoughts. And then you have your own internal dialogue going on as you're reading this. And sometimes... There are clear thoughts, oh my god, I didn't know that this was true, maybe this is something I need to look into, oh, this new diet, or ah, this conflict in the world, I should have known about this, what am I going to do, do I need to, should I go donor, um, you know, give, give money to this to cause, or I should totally start exercising, you know, whatever is going on inside of you, and this is often, you know, being triggered automatically and we might not even notice it. And sometimes it's not even that clear. huh? Sometimes it's not that loud and, and put in words, but sometimes it can be more of a sense, a feeling of stress. So you have that news feed, you have the social media feed, whatever it is. And you're reading it, and then there's the internal activity to it. The dialogue, the thoughts, the feelings, the emotions. And they are, of course, all based in beliefs. Beliefs that we need to do something about it. Beliefs that we need to react to it. Other things that are triggering, oh, I'm not good enough if I'm not portraying myself this way or they are better than me because they do this, or who do they think they are because they think or look at the world this way? So again, can you see that <laughs> that wall of information, that newsfeed, just words. Just words on a piece of paper. They're other people's opinions. They might be charged with your with, with their emotionals emotional reactions, and with their dreams, and with their beliefs. But as you're reading it, what happens? What happens inside of you? And usually now, after having this internal reaction in in some way, whether it's an emotion, a sensation, dialogue, or all of it, There are also like all these protection mechanisms that happens. We have a feeling of being inferior, of not being as good as someone else who's portraying their life in a perfect way. So now we need to protect ourselves against that. We either need to come up with a plan, uh, you know, to start working out or get our life together or get a better job or whatever it is, get more productive. Oh my God, look at them, look at their garden, look at all the books they've written. You know, so or we might be dismissing them and saying, "Oh, they're stupid." You know, I can tell they're not happy anyway. They're just stressed out and doing all these things to get success. It's just because they're so insecure or whatever it is. It's it's another way of protecting us. So we have the initial reactions and the emotional charge, and now we're trying to protect ourselves from that charge too. Can you see how we're adding to the overwhelm here? I almost get a little exhausted just talking about it. (laughs) So we're adding layers to the overwhelm. And usually what happens now is the stress response, that sense of overwhelm. Now we've reached a state of saturation where we're like, i can 't solve this all this I can 't solve global warming i can 't solve the political crisis i can 't solve the pandemic i can 't solve like ha ha and now I have my inner emotional body reacting to it, feeling like I should be able to or feeling that i don 't want anything to do with the world so and now that i 'm saturated now that that juicer is filled with too many cucumbers and apple pieces it 's like. <gasps> Too much. So we've gone into a stress response. Which is either, you know, fight. We point back with blame, anger. Ah, stupid social media. Like it shouldn't exist. They're just trying to make money and they made me stress. Or people are stupid. People are crazy. All their opinions. They should shut up. They should do something else with their, like, anger or flight, just completely avoid it, just turn it all off, don't want to see it, don't want anything to do with the world, and that can go as far as we're kind of isolating ourselves and saying like that feeling that it's dangerous out there, I don't want to be part of it, I want to stay safe, I want to avoid it all, I don't want to be a part because it's causing me all this stress, Or we might be, you know, in, in a kind of a free state about it and not do anything, which, which keeps us there often. We just kind of keep scrolling and numbing out what we're doing it. We, yes, it's, it's, it's a type of a free state. We're, we're not able to react to it anymore, but we keep doing it of, of habit. We just go and, and watch it and see it and read it. And we can't really pull away ourselves away from it. Um, but then there are other responses. We might also go into adapting. Like, okay, we, we start to try and shape ourselves and form ourselves. I should post more too. I should be more this. I should be more that. I should be more active here. I should, you know. So we try to adapt to that idea in our minds about who we should be when we're comparing ourselves and reading everything in the news and in the social media. So there we have the chain, we have that feed with the words and you know the likes, did you get any like on your comment, what does that mean? And. You have your internal dialogue that hop, happens in layers. The thoughts, the opinions that pops up, the emotions it brings with it, and now maybe the need to protect ourselves from uncomfortable emotions with it. Ah, overwhelm, too much information. I don't know what to do with all of this going on inside my internal state right now. Stress response that brings on new reactions. And then there's more. There's more. Because usually, what happens when we go into a stress response? I mean, I don't know with you, but I know for many of my clients, and I know this used to be the same thing for me too, noticing that we're in a stress response, would you say that you usually go, ah? okay my body is in stress let's take the day off let's take a warm bath let's make some tea let's do some deep breathing (laughs) if that's what you do I want to celebrate you that's beautiful but for most of us we have a reaction to going into stress response Oh no, now I'm stressed again. This shouldn't happen. You've been doing so much work. Why do you keep ending up here? You shouldn't even continue with those courses and all that work because it's apparently not doing any difference. And here you are back again. So the judge, other parts of our mind steps in and start beating us up. Start beating other parts of us up. For having the stress response at all. And you know, in their, in their um, bad advice kind of way, they're, they're trying to help. They're trying to get us out of there, but they just don't know how to do that. So no wonder we're overwhelmed. This is a lot going on. And then we're also trying to think, like, I should know what's going on because I've done self-awareness work and I've done inquiry and I know all my characters, so I should be able to sort this out and I should be able to stop it. And all this just keeps adding more and more layers to the overwhelm. So what I would like to suggest instead is... First and foremost with all of this, one, we need to recognize that our bodies have gone into a stress response. We need to learn those signals in our physical body. And it's not a thinking. It's, it's you know, a very visceral uh, sense. Like, it's almost like you see that red flag on the beach when there are big currents. It's like, red flag, <laughs> don't don't go in. And the stress response should be as much of a flag or a signal for you that you need to step in. Because when we're in the victimhood to our stress response, you know, we just float along with it. Because we are identified with it. We think that it's us that are stressed. You think that it's you, all of you. I am stressed. I can't think. I'm overwhelmed. I can't do anything. But what happens if you rephrase that and you say, Ah, my body has gone in. ...to a stress response. It's almost the same as that red flag on the beach. It's like, there are currents in the water today. It's no one's fault. doesn't mean that the whole world is in that state. But there are currents in the ocean right now. So, framing it that way and saying, like, I noticed that my body is in a stress response... And then have certain ways to self-regulate. And if you don't have any tools for self-regulating and relaxing out of a stress response, I highly recommend that you find something. There are a million things out there. And please don't try to do and get and know all of them. Find one, two, three things that you try out, that you commit to, and that you say, this is what I'm going to do. And you make yourself a bit of a protocol. Breathing is an excellent way. Slowing your breath down and making it deep so it starts down in your belly or deep down in your lungs. That will breathe a few deep breaths for a few minutes like that and you will send that signal to your body. Ah, she's breathing slow, he's breathing slow. <laughs> that must mean we're safe. So you're, you're turning it around and using the body to send that signal to your brain, to your nervous system. Because in this state of a stress response, other, other parts of your brain, other centers of your brain are active, The amygdala, the medial prefrontal cortex that kind of reads everything, that interprets everything as a threat towards you. So from there, your brain is just not functioning the same way. You won't think the same thoughts. You won't make the same kind of decisions as if you would relax out of that stress response. So that's why I say that's the first thing. So take some time to yourself and really get to know your own stress response. What does it feel like in your body? For me, I know my ears (laughs) start, what's the word? There's like a swooshing sound in my ears and they feel like warm inside. That's one thing. This quite of like a subtle clue that I've learned to notice in my body. And of course, the heart rate, of course, tension, and there's a buzzing in my nervous system, like it feels like a buzzing right under my skin. And it might look and feel different for you. So getting to know what that feels like in your body, like, "Ah, oh, th- this is the way my body's signaling. OK. And what that means is like, my body needs help. My body is trying to tell me something. And am I going to step in and take charge and make sure that we're slowing things down? So that's number one. Learn to recognize your stress response and have ways to self-regulate out of that stress response. And now, number two, is I invite you to look at your reactions to the overwhelm. And again, don't try and do this from inside the stress response, because it will probably just, you know, bring on more overwhelm. So whether that's an hour later, a day later, a week later, like, what are thoughts that I hear in my mind about me Having a stress response. How is it reacting to it? Is there a sense that I need to fix it, get out of it as soon as possible? Because usually the mind does not like this state. It's like, we need to leave it right away. This is not good. And that's why the beating up. You shouldn't be doing this. You're better than this. You've done so much work. You're reacting this way again. I mean, it's trying to beat us out of it, which is a really, you know bad, bad idea, bad advice. Not bad, meaning, not effective. OK? So looking at these two. and at this point, I invite you to really put this down on a piece of paper. And making it into two separate bubbles. First bubble. The feeling of overwhelm. The stress response itself. Okay. What does, what does it include? What does it feel like in the body? And then the second bubble. The reaction to that overwhelm to that stress response. What are thoughts? What are opinions? What are impulses? Maybe what are characters that are stepping out? Is it the fixer, the hero, the helper? Is it the pleaser? Is it just the victim and feeling defeated by it? The judge, like who comes in and are having opinions about being in the stress response. Because now they're separated out. And that's why, do it on a piece of paper, so you see it outside of you. Because this is telling you something, and this helps you sort through what's what. What is an initial response in the body? What are opinions and reactions to that response? And now number three is to do the opposite of what these impulses and reactions from bubble number two wants you to do. Like just snap out of it or fix it or don't feel it. Like we shouldn't have this response. Instead, number three, sit with it. Sit with that sensation of Overwhelm, and again don't try and do this when you're in the middle of the stress response unless you've practiced a bit before as you get better and better at it you will be able to sit with it in the middle of a stress response and be curious about the sensations that are going on in your body during that stress response but for now After you've called yourself down, after you've sorted out, what's the stress response and what's reactions to it? Now, go sit with that initial feeling of overwhelm. So it can be a few days later, and you might bring up a situation where you often feel overwhelmed. When you don't feel you have the answer, when you feel you have to be someone you're not, whatever it is going on. When you're reading the feed and you start feeling your heart palpitation, and some tension and some pressure over the chest, just notice and allow that feeling of overwhelm in your body. And breathe into it. So the way I describe this is to meet something That we usually want to run away from. So it's maybe that spider that we're afraid of or whatever it is. And we usually would run the other way or we would kill it, throw it out of the window, whatever. But now you're being with it. You're relaxing. You're observing it. You're looking at it. And helping your body to relax as you do that. So that's what I mean with sitting with it. It's meeting it instead of turning away from it and believing it or reacting to it. We're turning towards it. Kind of opening our arms to it and say, hey, it's okay. I can hold you. I can hold space for you. So these three steps. One, recognize your stress response and self-regulate. Help your body to regulate out of it. Two, look at your reactions to the stress response. All the opinions about having the stress response. And number three, sitting with that feeling of overwhelm. The physical sensations of it. What it feels like in the body. Being curious what quality, what, what temperature, where in the body can you feel it? How strong is it? And just feel it all. Because we're usually so scared of feeling it because the mind thinks we'll get stuck there. Like we need to get out of it or else I'm stuck here. This will be my life forever. I'll be stuck in anxiety. I don't want to feel this way. I don't want to feel the stress. I want to feel good again. But I mean, I think you know by now that that's what keeps it there. That's what keeps it in place when we're trying to run away from it. Because it's just a signal. It's just an experience that wants to be felt and heard in the body. When we keep turning away from it and keep avoiding it, running away, distracting out of it, it stays there, it persists, and it will keep popping up again and again and again. So when you're meeting it, when you're turning towards it, you're doing something very different than what your the program of your mind have been doing. So these three steps, that's what I recommend doing in a state of overwhelm, Before you even getting to inventory, like the belief that was underneath all this, because now we can go in and look at, so what happened? I was reading these news articles and I was reading all the comments and I felt, you know, should I take the vaccine or not? Should I, um, what should I do about climate change? Should I move? Should I, you know, all these things. Should I start dieting? (laughs) Now you can go look at that. What was that initial response? What are beliefs underneath that makes you think that you needed to do something about the words there? About the words you were reading. About a bunch of words on a screen. Because another way of looking at this and you know, what this all comes down to is how you direct your personal power. So, one of the last experiment here is to check in with yourself and just have a sense that if you have kind of like a battery charge um, energy power source inside of you and usually when we go to that dinner party and or we read that newsfeed, what happens is that our energy goes out from us. And we put the attention so much on other people and their reactions and their opinions and what they're writing. And I wonder if you can feel this inside of you, because that's really what it is about, to have a sense of this. It's like you're energy is going away with your attention. So also, on an energetic level, what is causing that overwhelm is that you're depleted of your personal power. And we're leaking that energy in all kinds of directions, from our belief system and from how we're treating our bodies and um, when we're not in alignment, when we're not, integrity and that's okay that's what happens but if we want to live more in alignment in integrity we start looking at those leaks of energy and we start bringing that energy back home to us and it's not just about plugging the leaks you know like ah it's much more about reversing the flow of that energy And have a sense of it and a feel of it. It's not about thinking your way out of this. It's being present and feeling that energy inside of you. So that you can regulate and know how you want to meet each and every situation. In that case, you will feel it right away when you're sitting down to read that newsfeed. Like, ah, this is doing something with me. Okay. Let me take a few breaths, bring my attention and my energy back into me. Or you realize halfway through that dinner party, oh my God, I feel depleted. Something is happening with my energy. My attention is out there on everyone else and what I should be doing and saying. And I have my attention outside of myself. What happens if I bring my attention back home to me? And you can still interact from here. Actually, it's a beautiful place to interact from. Because you're at home. Someone is home <laughs> inside of you. And you've got so much more to give from here too. And you're meeting people and yourself from integrity. So... It's both a process of understanding this, of awareness, of seeing all this happening with the help of your mind, you know, with bringing awareness to it, of doing inventory and seeing the beliefs underneath your reactions and thoughts. But it's also an embodied process. And it becomes more and more about an embodied process the more you do this work. Because after a while you realize, I can't think my way out of this, can I? (laughs) And when you've also started to get some results in your thinking, you also start realizing that things and impulses and reactions are alive in your body. And it's much more about feeling and sensing in your body. And it's not about applying one blueprint that you should follow each and every day. No, it's much more about being present with what's going on inside of you right now. Because otherwise it's like saying that, you know, that the, the weather always looks the same. Like it should be sunny in June and then you go outside and it's a thunder and raining. And you're like, this was not supposed to happen and now you don't know how to respond to that. and you're you You don't have the proper clothes on. It's the same thing, you being present with what's going on inside of you. Coming home to yourself, start sensing and feeling where your energy is going with your attention. That's the long-term solution for overwhelm, because then you will feel it. I feel it, you know, when I'm talking for a long time or when I'm teaching for two hours or three hours I stay with myself too and that's something I've learned to do I didn't in the beginning just talked and talked and talked, it was like my energy was leaving me <laughs> with my words I was giving myself in my words and now I'm much more sitting with me feeling me as I'm speaking as I'm feeling the group and it's beautiful. And that's, that's coming home to yourself. That's when you bring your personal power back. And there's a lot less overwhelm happening there because you recognize it sooner. You don't get pulled into it because you're identified with it and you don't have the same amount of reactions to it. So I hope that helps if... You find yourself in a state of overwhelm or some tangible things that you can do before you can go look at the belief structures underneath thank you so much for listening let me know how that landed for you and i'll talk to you soon thank you for listening and if this was helpful to you I appreciate a review in the podcast app that you're using. Until next week.